I'm Jacob Rodriguez, Editor-in-Chief of the University Star, and you're listening to a University Star podcast. Around here, when you win, it isn't good enough. You know, but when you lose, damn sure ain't good enough. So so what is good enough? You guys need to tell us what is good enough. I guess you get paid to cause controversy, but in this locker room, we're not going to help their cause. You, you write that in the paper. You write that. You make money off that. You're carrying on like a legacy, like your last name, you know? The people that did this in the 80s, they weren't doing it just because, oh, they thought it was a cool hairdo. No, they were doing it because they were badass. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Cats Got Our Tongues. Uh, I'm Claire Partain. I'm the sports editor, and we have a celebrity back in town. We've got the editor-in-chief, Jacob Rodriguez, back from Japan. Back from the other side of the world. Yeah, Claire. It feels great to be back in Texas, yeah, even he, though I'm very jet-lagged. He was living in the future over there. It was pretty great. 15 hours ahead. Everything's clean. Uh, public transportation in Japan in general is just insane. So, yeah, it's definitely like living in the future. So would you say that they have their shit together way more than we do? Or we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, especially when you compare it to San Marcos, which yeah. is like basic pub- public transportation around here mm-hmm. is either an Amtrak, which is like very expensive and kind of rare now too, or, you know, buses, yeah, Texas State which buses are a little dingy and, yeah. you know, have gotten into a couple of wrecks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a <laughs> few. And we've got like three for all of San Marcos now. Mm-hmm. So that's great. So, yeah, Jacob went to actually went to a baseball game over there. So how was that? I went to a Cebu Lions and tokyo giants game and it was great have you ever seen like just like japanese baseball like in general i haven't no, so same rules basically as american baseball except it's very family friendly like the mascots were dancing with each other and like the cheerleaders oh, of the cute. two teams like yeah they were all dancing to, to mm-hmm. like j-pop and stuff like that it was very cute and like you don't even boo or i think a few people booed I booed definitely when the Giants came out because I'm a big Cebu Lions guy. How did you become a Cebu Lions guy? You know, that was just the team that we, <laughs> we were going to go see. So I think regardless of the team that we saw that day, that I was going to, was going to, yeah, mission one, walk out with a hat, mission two, support them for the rest of my life. So how did it feel to see them lose to the Giants? They lost. <laughs> first at bat was a home run. Oh my God. So I was devastated at first. Mm-hmm. There's a guy on the team named Ernesto Mejia. He's from the United States. Well, from the Dominican Republic first or Cuba or okay. some some so team. Caribbean, other than, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he did not have a good day. Oh, no. I was rooting for him the whole time. He struck out three times in three at-bats. So why would you root for him if just randomly just because – Yeah, I just, pick, guy, I just pick people you just, sometimes. You, you pick teams, you yeah. pick people. And it wasn't your day. No, it was not my day at all. <laughs> Their mascot, though, are the white, like white tigers, like Sigmund and and Roy, or Roy, or you know, the two people from Las Vegas with the the tigers or um, the no, lions. I don't know are those white tigers, about. white lions? I don't. I genuinely have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. You just kept going, and it wasn't getting any closer. There's two lions. One's like a very cute, like anime looking, like okay lion and the other one's like like macho like, oh, like, more like sophisticated like big brother oh, lion yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah, I got they're you. the cutest things in the world so there were two of them they both can't throw t-shirts more than three rows up were you trying to get i one? was trying to get yeah. one yeah you got to make a sacrifice for it mm-hmm. Jacob. you got to really run for it it's okay. You're right. next time right? next time yeah <laughs> next time in japan 
Well, speaking of baseball, uh, we just got some pretty big news, kind of the biggest sports news of the summer. Well, especially for Texas State, right? Yeah, every, for Texas everybody State. else is yeah. still playing, yeah. having a good time. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's news going on. Yeah. Track regionals or nationals just finished. Yeah, you know, everyone's enjoying all that. And then Texas State is just. Is in this weird Quiet. slump that I've never seen actually, because usually sports is just twenty four seven, three sixty five. There's just been dead for about two weeks. No, now. it's been tough to even have coverage on anything because there's nothing going on, yeah, yeah. except for like zone. camps and yeah. trainings and who wants to go to those? Yeah, you know? like stuff you can talk about for like maybe two minutes. So. Yeah, or like doing previews because that's what everybody's doing yeah, right we're now. Doing previews Dave Campbell just came out with their stuff, mm-hmm. so everybody else is doing just previews in general. Yeah, we're talking about like our football season and all but I mean you don't really know what's going to happen so but anyway so yeah our head uh, baseball coach Ty Harrington stepped down today or yesterday and he had a press conference today that Jacob was actually at I was there yeah yeah what did you have to say it was pretty crazy just because I think for a lot of those like hey I'm out type of things I know me and Andrew were talking about this earlier but we were both like oh this might be you know pretty short they came out with a whole press release and everything Mm -hmm. it was like 700 words or something like that so we didn't think he was going to have that much to say, but he took us on this journey through oh. his speech about like, you know, first of all, why he's quitting. You know, mm-hmm. he's going to end up doing like some private annuity stuff. So he's okay, definitely going to go in for it for the money <laughs> yeah. uh, with actually Darren B. Casey, because that's, I guess, the line of work that he does. But I think that was a deal that they worked out because of his relationship, like in sports and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But yeah, he's very excited to do something else aside from baseball. He had talked to his coach from UT who was like, yeah, I heard you were retiring. What are you going to do now? I always thought you were just a baseball coach. <laughs> and so now he's, uh, yeah, that's what he's going to go do. He's changing and it up. Yeah. He also wants to do some work with like cancer research because he's a cancer survivor. Oh, wow. and, oh yeah. yeah. He testified in, at the Texas State Legislature, actually, which I had no idea about. But yeah, he wants to do a bunch of cool what stuff. What did he testify? A bunch for? of stuff that have nothing to do with baseball. Yeah, that's not what I expected Using at all. baseball as a platform mm-hmm. and using Texas State as a platform. So that's always super cool. So he was here for two decades, right? Yeah, yeah very long since time. Since like 2000. He was Ties's like first, like one of the first coaches. Yeah. So what do you think this is going to change the baseball program? Like, how do you think it's going to affect it? I know they've pointed at a few people who like maybe, you know, mm-hmm. and when we talk about just coaches leaving in general, like at one point Spavadol was one of those names yeah. thrown out there. So they're usually pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we'll have somebody come up from like UTRGV or, you know, somewhere around here, maybe somewhere around Texas, hopefully, and mm-hmm. just been able to keep this recruiting class because they're the hottest team at Texas State as far as male sports go. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because even track has sort of fallen off mm, as a male sport. I don't sport. like to hear you know? it. No. <laughs> Not throwing. Tamon Johnson. Yeah, Tamon <laughs> was killing the game. Everybody else was doing it too. Like, I don't want to hate. So, I miss track, man. But anyway, yeah, so Harrington's leaving. And then some other baseball news. We had, uh, was it four? Yeah, four athletes get... Uh, drafted into the MLB the most in a a draft I think for Texas State yeah I think so and also um we had two for the Nationals so that was like the first time in like 20 years that they had ever been picked for the same team for the same team because that's strategic yeah yeah. in someone's war room they had Texas State on numerous boards about Texas State yeah and they were all or mostly pitchers too which Mm -hmm. we kind of hated on the pitching staff so it's kind of cool to see that they're getting some love yeah especially how they finished in the tournament because if you just think about like mm-hmm. what film these guys have yeah. on them 
good thing they just washed out the yeah, tournament in yeah, general. Just, maybe they just didn't look at that at all. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah. So first off was uh, Hunter McMahon, and he was in the first day. He was the seventh round, right? Mm -hmm. So he was for the Nationals, and then we've got Nick Fraze. He was in the twenty-second round, drafted into the, into the Blue Jays, and then Jalen Hubbard back for the Nationals on the tw in the twenty-seventh round. And then we had Connor Reich for the 31st round for the White Sox. That's got to be pretty fun, right? Like if you to and I, drafted? if you and I went pro to the same oh, team, yeah. like oh, no, we're hanging out fun. all the time. No, yeah. you have to be best friends. <laughs> should we do that? We already are kind of best yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What sport should we do? Something that's like easy. Yeah, like uh, like shuffleboard. I was literally thinking of that. Yeah, or, or like curling. Yeah, curling. Yeah, yeah. That'd that be sick. Bobsled. Bobsled. That's I not easy knew though. An Olympic bobsledder. Hmm? My friend's aunt. Wow. She also played pro football in like the bikini league or whatever. Do wow. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Lingerie league. Lingerie league. There you go. Yeah, she played in there too. Really interesting. <laughs> well, as you know, I'm a pro athlete because yeah. I tried out for no, the Dorados that one time. <laughs> Still waiting on a call back. No, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm sure they're just like behind a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's because of the time difference. No, yeah. The time in difference. Tokyo. <laughs> They'll call you soon. Don't worry about it. Thanks. Yeah. All right, so yeah, um, I think that's about all I've got to talk about with you, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm bringing in Zimmel next. We're going to talk about the World Cup a little more, but welcome back, Jacob. Thanks for coming in. Thanks. Konnichiwa. Right. Sayonara. <laughs> Bye. All right, what's up, Zimmel? Not much, Claire. How's it going? Going pretty good. You're going to give me my title? Oh, oh yes. Oh, we've got the VP of podcasting. Andrew the Texas Zimmel State Sports here. Press. Can't forget about that. One day you'll get it right. One day, maybe. When's your birthday? In August. August? Mm -hmm. I, might, I might say it then. We'll see. But anyway, have you been uh, keeping up with World Cup? Uh, a little bit. After the United States won 13-0, to zero, mm -hmm. I kind of had an idea that the group stage was kind of a wrap. Yeah. And they ended up having a pretty good game. I forget who they played next. But they played Chile. They played Chile pretty... Mm -hmm. I, they didn't roast them the yeah. way that they roasted Thailand. Which, it was hard to get there, yeah. Well, it's it fair. Pretty... They did the petty clap, which I think we can talk about a little bit. <laughs> So we score a goal. United States scores a goal. USA mm -hmm. and score the first goal. Canada has been ripping our ass for like the last I don't know week and a half about us scoring thirteen goals. Mm -hmm. Everybody was saying, "Well, you know, that's very unsportsmanlike." Yeah. Notice how none of the American athletes were like, "Well, like you didn't see a Tiger Woods come out. You didn't see a LeBron or Michael or anybody else come out and be like, no, I would have hold up. No, because American athletes are, we put the foot on the throat and we just go. Mm -hmm. You also notice then the male soccer players internationally, you didn't see Messi or Ronaldo saying like, oh, I can't believe U.S. women's soccer did that. So I think everybody in the competitive world was like, oh, no, 13 goals. Like, you know, you don't want them to score. Play better defense. Mm -hmm. Canada, of course, was the only country that said, oh, you shouldn't do that. Seems so very Canadian. Exactly. So United States, we, we score a goal, and we immediately start doing the golf clap. Everybody, you know, mm -hmm. keep it quiet, keep it all. Clearly the pettiest thing that I've seen an American athlete do since Clay called LeBron a baby. <laughs> and I just... I've never been more proud to be an American when it comes to international sports. We the slow clap? Not even just this women's soccer team. Yeah. I'm not a real big, like, patriotic guy. You don't see me with, like, a tattoo of the American flag and George Washington on my back. But every time the women's team is playing international stage and we're just kicking the crap out of people, I immediately think about going to Walmart and buying one of those cut-off Walmart, you know, USA mm -hmm. shirts. Yeah, and just getting a case of beer and just being a proud American. Yeah. 
eating a hot dog or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then they came out and beat Sweden today. Did you watch the game today? By any uh, no, I had that Ty Harrington press conference oh, to go yeah. to. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. I think those that was the toughest competition we had in Group F. But like you said, it was kind of a wrap already. Yeah, I, I don't expect the United States to have any trouble in Group Stage. Mm -hmm. If they do stumble, it was going to be the most embarrassing thing ever. Yeah. Because, well, just A, blowing Thailand out and kind of taking the heat for that. But mm -hmm. also, this team is favored to win, not only in Vegas, but I think internationally everybody thinks yeah. the United States women's team is the best team. So if they were to stumble against a Chile or a Sweden, it was going to be momentum, momentous just because of how bad it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, we, everyone has high hopes for them. And it seems like they're getting a lot more attention this year than they have ever in the past. So I think there are two things play into that. Okay. And this is my theory. The first thing is that the men's team is so god-awful. Yeah, that we've got to have somebody. Exactly. And it it's weird that Americans, because that's kind of what we care about the most, it's weird that Americans, it takes the men's team being, the product being so bad mm -hmm. for um, the national attention to focus on the women's team. Because if the men's team was even average i think that this women's team was going to be swept underneath the carpet mm -hmm. but because the men's team is one of the worst international teams <laughs> ever in like the history of professional sports it makes this women's team stand out even more and i think the entire country cares a little bit more what's interesting to me again is that the women's team is so diverse right there's different you know uh sexual orientations mm -hmm. there's different body types there's different race and skin color and they just play as a complete unit and when we talk about america and just the mixing pot and diversity and all those buzzwords that's what we we want from our sports teams i think that when a team is com com made of a bunch of different people and they all come together for one goal to bring back the world cup for the mm -hmm. united states those are the best stories and i think that this women's team really encompasses that yeah, I agree. And I think it's kind of similar, honestly, to Texas State sports in a way. Wait a second, okay. So think about this. Our football team has been trash in the past. <laughs> so what happens? People start going to more volleyball games. Volleyball gets more attention. So it's kind of weird or kind of cool that that's happening on both stages. Yeah, that's interesting. a good way to localize it. Yeah, yeah, no, I do think that, that you have a good point there, mm -hmm. that the rest of sports gets a little bit brighter light yeah. because of how – you know, disappointing football's been. Yeah, you gotta have somewhere to look. But maybe next year it won't be that way either. I've been saying that for four years. Yeah. For some reason, I know I know you talked to Jacob earlier in this podcast about mm -hmm. Ty Harrington. Yeah. I will I will say this that Harrington really doubled down on the Spavadol train. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing that I'm gonna give you from that press conference. You can go read our article on universitystar.com. But uh, <laughs> it was it was interesting that Harrington didn't was going to come back, uh -huh. and one of the reasons that he wanted to come back was a to give a big fu to the NCAA for not putting them in the tournament, uh -huh. and another reason was just how much fun he was having with Spav. Now, I've for the most part, I have heard a lot of great things from Spavadol. I've heard a lot of great things from the athletic department. There's only a couple of people that I've talked to that just seem like kind of angry people that aren't really on board with mm -hmm. the where the athletic train is going. And some of those I think are just one-offs, you know, bad days of work type of things. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm going to say 95% of the time, I only hear good things. And most of the time it's because, oh, Spavadol is such a good guy. Yeah. It's really good to hear. So definitely hoping for that. But, yeah, thanks for talking about the World Cup with me, Zimmel. And now we're going to have a to clarify segment. Jacob's coming back in here. We're going to talk about tubing as a sport. 
All right, so now we're talking about the best and kind of only segment for uh, Cats Got Our Tongues, which is to clarify. So today we're going to talk about tubing as a sport. And, uh, you know, San Marcos is probably the best place to have this as a sport. So what do you think about this, Jacob? Well, in a, in a place that we have unicycle football as a sport, <laughs> I think we should all just take a second to acknowledge the physical impact of mm-hmm. tubing itself. No, You're it wearing is. a Don's Fish Camp bracelet. I am. I was there yesterday. It is a sport in a lot of ways. I mean, fighting for your life on the Rio Vista Falls or rapids are we doing a pros and cons segment right here because i'll do the con of this not being a sport okay all right go ahead so i think that the definition of a sport is like competitiveness who are you competing against well we could make it into a competition well who you're competing against are the other people there yeah so what are you trying to finish first? No, I'm trying to have the, the greatest the time, time at two. Okay, but it's clearly the best. Time. Okay, but like because how you do see you judge people that? with the JBL speakers and stuff, and they're you know blasting mm-hmm. whatever J Cole music and J Cole. I'm a huge J Cole hater myself. Incredible. So I boo those people yeah. and then play I don't know some other music, have a good time, <laughs> have more beer, have more fun. Anyone? But how do you judge that? Like I'm all I'm all for it's in your heart, Zimbo. Yeah. That's where it lies. I'm all this is an internal sport. <sighs> all right. <laughs> well, I mean, I just think that it's like when we talk about it's well, like when you're the first off of the the stoplight in traffic, you know. That itself. Like nobody's competing too. with you, but but you know. Yeah, exactly. You know in your heart, yeah. And all in right. San Marcos, we gotta take our wins where we can. Are we talking about your story about tubing? Is that what we're going with? Basically, yeah. All right, so Clara, tell us about your birthday and your tubing experience. Oh, yeah, my tubing experience. So 30 seconds in. So I go to Don's Fish Camp. I'm told it's going to be an hour and a half trip. So obviously I'm light on the sunscreen, right? I'm trying to get something going on. And I have a competition with my boyfriend, actually, to get Tanner. Um, So I was, like, you know, ready to go, trying not to get burnt. 30 seconds in, I stub my toe. So that's how it sets the stage. And it turned on into a five and a half hour ride. So that was a little bit rough. I'm a little burnt, but it was a good time overall. All right. Well, yeah. Um, anything else to talk about, guys? Anything else to clarify? I'm going to miss Coach Harrington. Honestly, that was a great speech that he did. A lot of crying. A lot of jumbled upness, but he took us on his journey through, like, sports stuff. kind of did feel like a baseball game. It like, was nice. Top of the, like, first inning, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to get into it. Didn't know what to expect. Yeah, he kind of kind of wrote it out. Middle innings, like, the fourth, fifth, sixth inning, it was kind of, like, between talking about his childhood and, like, what he's doing now. It was kind so of, he went through his whole life or what? It was kind of all over the place. Okay. Did you Did you catch what he said? Because he, it all kind of like boiled back down to how they finished in the conference tournament, right? Yeah, he was mad about that. He was mad about that, and he took a dig at the NCAA, which was awesome. And then he also said that, like, right in the middle of the tournament, right, he also got like this like eighth inning kind of feeling. And so once he was over like losing, he got that eighth inning feeling again. What was he feeling in the eighth inning? I have no idea. The two biggest takeaways, though, and I tweeted this in our thread. I said, you don't choose your endings. So he's not getting to choose, like, how he wanted to go out. He probably wanted to go out as the top. And then mm-hmm. the other one is that he's doing a private equity fund with uh, Darren B. Casey. So, Ty Harrington, advertise <laughs> when cats got our tongue. Pretty much. No, it's like he's going to make a lot of money in the next couple of days. What do you think about uh, the baseball program coming up, Zimmel? It's going to be rough. going to be rough? Well, they lose their pitching staff. Mm-hmm. They got a young recruiting class. That will be interesting to see. And 
you know, we don't know who the head coach is going to be. Yeah. A lot of lot question of marks air, there. For sure. Uh, I, if I was a betting man, I'd say they're probably going to hire within because that just makes Tice's job a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're going to have a, quote, search committee. Tice's favorite sport is baseball. So I think we'll be fine. All right. Well, thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming back from the future, Jacob. No problem. Catch y'all next week.